0: You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Strap yourself in and adjust your mirrors for maximum visibility. It's time for Traveling Chance with Dr. Kirsten Zemke. Brought to you by Drake Street Studios. Ooh, new sting, who this? Ooh la
1: la. Ooh la la.
0: <laughs> hey, Kirsten, how are you? I'm all right. I'm very pleased to have you on the show today. And we're also very pleased to have um, the wonderful crew at Drake Street Studios getting in behind uh, Travelling Tunes. They have got some fantastic um, state-of-the-art studio spaces. And it's a really beautiful, supportive environment to go get your music sorted out. So massive mihi to the Drake Street crew um, for their support.
1: We're talking revenge this morning, Kirsten. What on earth is going on? Oh, I know. I didn't. So I was inspired by the "SZA Kill Bill" song when she says, "I just killed my ex." I'm like, Dad. "Wow, okay, how did we get here?" And um, <laughs> and then and then I looked into it. There's a lot of them, and 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 a lot of them are women, especially, right? And um, I guess you know we think of songs about love and songs about dancing. I just had not realized how big a a a thing that. Let's get him back. You know, I broke my heart. You know, you have break my heart, but then ugh, you gotta get him back. It's and, an
0: interesting, like uh, as you said, like there's a there's a particularly interesting like gendered aspect to mm-hmm. the the revenge song as a yeah. as a grouping, perhaps.
1: Yeah, and thinking about so, since so a song called Kill Bill, Tarantino. Um, in his movie Kill Bill, which is a woman's re- um, revenge film, he used a song by Nancy Sinatra, um, who we're gonna play next, yeah, and it totally revived her career, and she thought it was really cool. So, yeah, here we go. So she, this is in reference to her shoes, particularly her boots. <laughs> uh-huh. 1966. You keep saying you got something for me.
0: I had no idea that that was what kind of brought her back into the spotlight, uh, being in that soundtrack. And also the song is a really interesting one because it does fit in that... It's not camp, but it's almost camp in the way that it's like, I'm a sassy broad and I'm going to use my my heeled boots to stomp all over you, oh, you bad man, you know? But there is a knowingness to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right.
1: Some of, some of the other... Some of the other women's revenge songs have that little campiness too it's like oh you know aren't these cute little angry yeah yeah, kittens, yeah. you know and um
0: especially for the 60s era as well i mean that makes yeah, sense of the politics yeah. of the day and the yeah. way that women were like claiming space as well
1: and she was really hot cutie she was known for her go-go boots and big hair and she really is frank sinatra's daughter made more confusing by the fact that her mom is also named
0: nancy sinatra yes that did uh, i took me a really really long time to realize they weren't the same person did not I know. as a teenager oh i, I just now but yeah i hadn't realized so you're obviously into
1: frank wives as a teenager
0: <laughs> that's a that's a specialist subject of mine, Kirsten. <laughs>
1: okay I mean the song's been used um, in different movies, Austin Powers, um, it's been used in Family Guy and I'd only just read this, that Megadeth have done a cover Sick!
0: of oh, Family Guy fame
1: um, <laughs> and the song was originally written for a man. Really? That's yeah. so interesting. Who was it written for? Uh, well, the guy who wrote it, Lee yeah. Hazelwood, oh. he, he wrote it for him. He really wanted to sing it himself.
0: Can you imagine but, Lee Hazelwood doing this? a totally different song.
1: Well, good. yeah, and and can you imagine a man talking about wanting to walk over his girlfriend?
0: Yeah, again, the context is the context is really really <laughs> crucial. Yeah. The, this yeah. not, the, cute in <laughs> not cute and camp anymore. Not cute and camp anymore. No, not at all. The, there is something really fascinating though about this um, this kind of almost country adjacent. For, like, thing that we're delving into this morning a little bit.
1: I listen to a jukebox all night well, long. In country, and I, we've talked about this but before, the you're allowed to talk about bring you lots pleasure. of things. Yeah. You know, This lady's talking about the jukebox. Changes in our home. I've heard it said if you can't beat them, join them. So if that's the way you've wanted me to be. I'll change if it takes that to make you happy From now on you're gonna see a different me Because you good girls are gonna go bad Get him, Tammy! <laughs> the it's so Tammy Wynette, 1967. Um, I hadn't really clicked. She died in 98 at only age 55.
0: Crikey, I didn't really realise that yeah. either.
1: And so she was part of this group of women in country music as we were talking about in the 60s with, like, Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton. Um, but the irony is her biggest hit is Stand By Your Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: Well,
0: we A can classic song. But, but I do think that what you're saying about country music is really interesting here because if you're looking at the politics of women women taking up narrative, women taking up space, particularly these songs both being from the 60s, both being very conventionally beautiful blonde women with a very femme, you know, appearance. There's something about this kind of seizing a a method that they've got to talk about their lives that gets the audience on side is really interesting. That's quite, like, different than it's different than, like, the Scissor song that you are saying, the Kill Bill track, which is... You know, got quite a different um, energy and ethos to it, and possibly a bit more sits in the politics of 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah, is I, interesting.
1: Yeah, and they really capture the complexity of woman's position and woman's place, and you know, women's feelings. You know, it's not just straightforward. Uh, I, I, there was a review of of Tammy saying that her voice was raw, broken, sad, and knowing. She do be knowing, poor. Tammy. <laughs> but this is different tack. This is Debbie Harry with Blondie. Nineteen seventy eight. Song makes me and think about Dodgeball. <laughs> don't know
0: why. <laughs> I feel like you it play does dodgeball have more to this. The mo- the movie montage sports sequence, so yeah. it I didn't really realise until we were going to talk about this in the context of Revenge what the story of this song actually came from, Kirsten.
1: I know, right, I hadn't either, you know, and it's been around since 1978, Um, that, yeah, she had a stalker, and she had to move, and so, um, yeah, she, she wrote the lyrics, so, but actually then this ends up being playful too. It's an you interesting know? one. because It sounds like almost a love song now. Like, she's the stalker.
0: Well, I always thought it was like a sort of campy thing about having a big crush on someone. It yeah. totally recolors it when you know that it's a response to a really traumatising experience. Mm-hmm. But also, there is a level of, like, there's a level of reclaiming a narrative going on here as well. Yeah. She's repurposing that story for her own... Um, yeah, you know, yeah, she's she's true. she's putting her own spin on it. She's also making it her own story as well. That's a pretty powerful move.
1: Yeah, one reviewer said it has playful aggressiveness. I still not sure about this playfulness.
0: I know, there's the, there's a little bit of um oh, look at dramatic. these look at these lovely gals, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Look, they're so
1: mad and sassy. But you want to hear something worse? Um, um uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 2013, One Direction did a cover of this. Oh,
0: I have heard that. Well, Glee did one okay. too. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. That was
0: Was that when they were on, on X Factor? Potentially. I, don't know. I feel I don't like. Know. Oh no, they actually I think they actually released that as a song. Oh that's worse. Come on. It yeah. did, did it doesn't sound the same when a bunch of like boys are singing it. <laughs> it has a very cursed vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I do feel like Blondie, you know, this is a very different song than the two sort of country-adjacent ones we're talking about, but Debbie Harry's whole thing was taking that blonde bombshell, it's in the name, Blondie, the blonde bombshell yeah, thing, you're right. and, and, and making a pastiche of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, I, I'm, you know, like them, decades later, she's still kind of pioneering a woman's place in the genre. Totally. You know? the other thing I'm thinking about this morning is hell hath no fury like a woman's corn. <laughs> so since Shakespeare's time um, this has been a topic, you know, I guess giving women some agency to sort of not just be
0: treated bad. And also repurposing perhaps limitations that have been placed upon them to get people, to get one up on people in a very, uh, you know, poorly structured social system perhaps as well. If we were going to academic it this morning. (laughs) That's right. And and we are a bunch of nerds.
1: Instead of actually harming people, we can just sing songs about it. And, <laughs> and, and you know, when you're feeling bad, sometimes a little angry song can actually lift you up.
0: Totally. We've had a few texts from people saying you can't go past Alanis Morissette for a good revenge track. Uh, so that's <laughs> very true. Very true. Hey, thank you very much, Kirsten. Really appreciate revenge this morning. And thank you very much to Drake Street Studios. Nice to have them part of the gang now. We will see you very soon. That was Travel Insurance with Dr. Kirsten Zemke. Brought to you by Drake Street Studios. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.